podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Uh, I, I, I just gotta tell you that, um... Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! No. <laughs> Episode number 139. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. Uh, I don't have anything funny. It's Russ. And Peter. Um, I am a mega, mega structurologist. Oh boy! Oh, we are just going to get right into I it, aren't we? That's couldn't a good remember one. a stupid word from Moon, a stupid <laughs> phrase from Moonfall. That one was right there. We have got, you know, what we're already talking about it. So let's just dive into Moonfall. Let's fall into Moonfall. Let's trip into it. Let's let's. Uh, you guys get it. Yeah. So I, I was telling Russ before, and I was bummed because like I heard nothing but everyone being like, "This movie's going to be real dumb and fun," and then every review was like. It's just dumb. There's no fun in this. Oh, this movie was so much fun. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was the right kind of dumb. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like uh, just that. Uh, me and Caitlin were in the theater together, and yes, we were very high, and it was just like <gasps> luck would have it that we were kind of laughing to ourselves, and then we heard people behind us laugh a bit. Okay. And it it kind of gave both groups the freedom to, to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe some theaters didn't really have that, but I think if you go in, they're gonna be like, I, the soon as something's stupid, I'm gonna laugh out loud. I think this is exactly like I wanted it to be. See, well, I kind of didn't. I had the misfortune of seeing this in a theater with literally not a soul. Same. <laughs> so I didn't, oh no, that's a uh, bad. One. Yeah, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, by how dumb it was, but I really I wanted it to lean into its idiocy just a tiny bit more. But I thought the that Patrick Wilson, uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, and Halle Berry were great, and I love the stupid King subplot. This this was a, this was a fun ride. Yeah, I mean. For basically being like Independence Day, right? Like that's what the you know what with and again basically Independence Day um, with a little bit of contact in there somehow. Um, just a, a fun. Ra- I went into this expecting to hate it. I, I went into this just being just like I need to see this because it was it's Roland Emmerich, right? Yeah, yeah. And what, what was yep. the last thing that he did? You know, it, it's been. I, I, uh, he did. Fuck, what was right before this? Yeah, look it up. Look it up while I talk about how I, again, we'd seen the reviews. They were terrible. It looked, the trailers made it look, you know, awful. And then going into it and just enjoying the crap out of myself and being, having such low expectations um, to just laughing the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the. I, I was telling Pete earlier, like, the, what, this movie marked the return of me just going to the movies to see whatever the fuck movie is out after work or something. Like, I like remember in the movie past heyday when you just, you know, really see anything? So, yeah. And everything. I think the this is a movie I think made better by the fact that it was, like, I you saw it on on like AMC because I didn't have to spend 
human money on it. Right. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. really, I think if I, if this was a, oh, let's go on a, like a movie date and I'll spend $50 to see this, I think I might have a, a little bit of a different opinion. But if you have one of those movie pass type services, Regal, AMC, this movie is perfect for the, I need to do something in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. He did Independence Day Day Resurgence uh, like six years ago and then Midway, that uh, World War II movie no one saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Okay. I did not see it. Most like everyone. I I think this – oh, yep. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, This had the same sort of like beats of what we were saying before. Like there's no reason why we need a a on-the-ground plot with like the kid and – like the the son, the two sons, and then the the au pair or whatever the hell she is. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't do. There's nothing, and like I don't know why we need bandits as well at some point too. Like I think it was That's lazy weird. with some of its plot stuff, but every word, every quote unquote scientific word or action movie heroic word that comes out of uh, as as Russ said, Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, and Game of Thrones gentleman's mouth. <laughs> I think is so funny. Every like weird pronouncement that they made, I just could not stop laughing. Yeah. Great, great time. And the movie is doing dumb shit numbers. Yep. Um, <laughs> not surprisingly. Just got announced uh, that it's getting a kind of release. So they may be able to recruit recoup some of this budget but I think it's like a $200 million movie that so far is $40 million worldwide. Well it certainly seems to be in that category of action movie that casts a Chinese star Yeah, for the express purpose of A, getting Chinese funding and B, doing well in China. Right. Like the 355 or right. even Meg like yeah. Oh yeah yeah. There's a lot of and- Going down and that road. Part of what yeah. I was wondering was, was this, was this a, was this a reshoot? Yeah, was this a, a reshoot in our character, or yeah. was this character written to be in this movie the whole time? Because I watched specific scenes and I'm like, huh, this could be a, re- this could be a complete yeah. reshoot to try to get a, a China release because you realize you have yeah. terrible movies. I think if this character was always supposed to be in the film, she would have had a romantic plot with the delinquent son. Right. A hundred percent. I was so waiting that's, for that to happen. Or towards like, oh, we just shoehorn this in because, you know, as I said, China agreed to fund it if we put in a, uh, I believe she's a pop star. Oh, is she? Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. And then Michael Pena. Yeah. You know, the all, always great in everything. Um, Love him. Yep. Some terrible jokes. Oh, terrible jokes! But still, um, it's it's <laughs> so worth your time. Like it's crazy that it's crazy that this got made, right? Especially now, <laughs> yes. two hundred million dollars. People were afraid to go to the theaters for so long. Moonfall still makes it out somehow with an insane budget. Um, yeah. When if this like I. Why not just go like straight to HBO Max and, and this at the same time, like 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 uh, Godzilla vs. Kong did. But I think the tough part, the, the but the huge difference with Godzilla vs. Kong is that's a movie that 
is not it's it's the pre-existing IP, and if, even though there it's not about the stars in that movie, it has uh, you know Godzilla. This movie ha- is has no IP that we can discern, and like Halle Berry hasn't been like a lead in this way probably a decade plus. Yeah, Patrick Wilson is usually like I kind of like that guy. He's not. The guy and Game of Thrones dude who had a great love between this and Mary Me. I'm like, who is going to see this movie? Right. You don't have any. You don't have star power or concept power. It's just big dumb disaster movie. But somebody, you needed someone on the poster, and this doesn't have a poster person. Nope. No. But I. But it's pretty stupid and fun. I like if this was a Tom Cruise movie. I see it doing significantly much. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would have cost two hundred and fifty. Exactly. But it's a good time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a super good time, and this is something that if it's on TV, I'll probably watch it until we get commercials. I would one hundred percent watch this again. If this if this showed up once this shows up on streaming, I'm probably going to throw it on sometime. It's, it's yeah, like it's if I'm doing something under. else. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If I'm doing a crossword or whatever, literally doing anything. And laugh. Yep. All, All right. right, it's moving let's, right along. Let's keep it going then. Let's keep it going. So I do. I really wanted to get out and see Death of the Nile, but I did not. So I'm going to need it? you guys to tell me how was Death on the you Nile. You do not need to see this movie in the theater. So no? if okay. you didn't get out, you're fine. Okay. Uh, but did either did either of you see um, Orient Express? Yes, yes, I did. And I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it for for what for what these are. Yeah, yeah. I like. Them. Yep. Yeah, I I think they I I think this one attempts to do a little bit too much. Like there's an there's a mustache like the background characterization on him. Yeah, there's a mustache origin story at the beginning of this movie. Um, yeah. Which I don't think is necessary whatsoever. Is it? Um, and it's. I know. No. Oh. That's weird. I think they tried. It's a very serious origin story for our mustache. I think he was trying to like make sure that this was more about putting Perot as a character to be a little bit more uh, like someone with an arc. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's exactly opposed to just Mister Genius guy who you can't connect with. Which I don't think is necessary because I I think I think he's got a good thing going. I think he's he he understands that. You know, we're we're at the point in which franchises work, so might as well do your big mystery series as movies instead of TV shows. Right. Yeah. Because um, as you said, it's fun. It is. It's a little weird that. Uh, so this was shot on film, and some of it is gorgeous looking. But yes. But they have to do special effects. It looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But like interiors on the boat looks beautiful. Like this. This was one I saw with Lizzie, and 20 minutes in, we're like, uh, is this our honeymoon? Should this be our, should we just do a freaking Egyptian cruise? Should, is that it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm good if you are, and then, and then we locked in. We've done no research since then, but that's the plan as it stands right now. It, it just looked a like plan. a great time. Yeah. 
Um, I, 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 he continues to be good. I don't. Uh, Gal Gadot isn't great. Army Hammer is fine. I don't think either of them are that distracting. Okay. I think every other actor, I think, does a really great job. Uh, Russell Brand, I think, is kind of his character is really nothing. I didn't even realize he's kind of sidelined. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really have any. Okay. Um. But I, uh, I love um, what's his face, Faro's uh, buddy, and his mom. Uh, and then, and then, I don't know. I I really yeah. I will. He could put these out again every two years. Pop one of these out. I will Absolutely. see it. I will enjoy it. There was some rumblings that he kind of wants to bust it out, and he might try. Like, granted, this is the dumb thing to do. He wants to almost make a universe after out of it. Like, he wants to find someone. No. He wants to find someone to be Miss Marple. Oh really? Uh, uh, okay. And like, and maybe have, and just like have like maybe not a big universe but like almost a banner of like i'm kenneth Branagh and i make agatha christie movies like which you know if if it continues to be like big cast like having a good time like why not yeah i mean miss and miss marple could be kind of fun even if it's not like a, a, a proper cinematic universe but there's like no explicit ties, but like if you look for it, if you see like a background character from one of them and another one, I don't know. I think I think doing it a little more, uh, a little less overt would be kind of fine. Yeah. These yeah. movies are totally all right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I don't. You don't need to, as you said, you don't need to see it in the theaters. I don't think you need to like carve out a plan to watch Death on an Isle. But if it comes to a streaming service you have and you have nothing to do. Um, you, you'll find. I think you'll find something to enjoy. And it's it's uh, Disney by way of Fox, so it'll probably be on Hulu. Wow! And there's a bunch of X Men in it. Excellent. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, m- moving on. You got any last words on? Yeah, sure. Done. Great. See it. Okay. Tell me about Dog. What is this? Uh, movie? I don't know what this movie. It's Channing Tatum's oh! co-directorial debut. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. All right. I know what you're talking about now. Yep. And I, it's basically like take the plot structure of Magic Mike two, uh, but make it a completely different movie that doesn't know whether it's a drama or a comedy. No, I think at some points he was trying to ape the directing style of Magic Mike one and try to be Soderbergh, and it was like, and I want to just be like Channing. None of these scenes are important. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, like, they don't need to be shot like this. And then other parts worked. I think there's one, like, really good, you know, heart check moment that's, like, if you don't cry, you're a monster. Yeah. And that's the, the actual funeral scene. When he's stripping? Oh. oh okay. that Oh, with the shit with the boots? Yeah, with the, with, with the boots. Holy fucking shit. I'm not one of these dog boots. Uh, yeah. Like, like, that shit doesn't do anything for me. I find it to be gross and exploitative but the stuff like the emotional beats work it's just they're in a different movie than the the like mad cat zany comedy yes uh, that also it, they, they just don't mix and no. I and because they don't mix I have no fucking idea if I like 
the lead character or not. Right. I think that was my major part with it too. Like, kudos to Tatum to like you know cast and direct himself as like kind of a asshole. Yeah. When exactly a movie. That's not exactly a movie star choice, but I think they didn't have a read on like who that person was. Like, if he's gonna be angry, if he's gonna be like shitty, at least make it make sense. Like, the one thing I didn't get was like he clearly served with this dog. Like they they used to like work together in a squad. Right. They're basically but coworkers. Yeah, but he seemed to have coworkers. zero respect for this dog's like service or history. It was so it was so confusing. Like like I get as I said, they were trying to make him kind of like a crappy dude who needed you know by right. the end of the movie to be redeemed in some way. But I don't think they had a good idea on it, and it kind of kept changing yeah. exactly who he was constantly. Because it's like. If he's as close to his partner as we're saying, and his partner, his partner was his dog, it's de facto. They're pretty tight, or at least they. It's not like everything this dog is doing should not be a surprise to you. You know yeah. this dog, and as such, like maybe respect it a little bit more than you you do. Yeah. Or, or, like, make him a worse guy. I don't know. It's, it's yes. like, it's like the, the, equal, the equalizers were off on this movie. There were parts yeah. that worked for other movies and parts that worked for other movies, but as a whole, not quite there. But if you want to cry over some over a dog and your feelings, yeah. oh, he can, so he can do all the stuff. I just think this movie needed to know what it wanted but, to be a little bit clearer. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um, I did. I do like that Channing Tatum uh, just seems to be friends with Kevin Nash now because that his sequence is great. Oh yeah, I like that part. And, I, I, and and then I was like, oh, it's oh, so it's it is Magic Mike or Magic Mike Two is just an Odyssey. Yeah, like where the where you're gonna meet different characters every ten fifteen minutes. So if you like the characters that you meet in that segment, you'll like the movie. If you don't care for them, you won't. <laughs> Nice, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it, I, it kept me off balance. But there's fun every once in a while, as I said. That, that the Kevin Nash sequence is good. The I didn't super love the Portland sequence. Um, I think or, that's like unsure about who the hell he was as a character. The Ethan Suppley well, sequence was more for me than I thought it was going to. I I liked I liked that part because I. For a cat, because we learn about the goddamn dog there. Yeah, because it's like if if the movie is from Tatum, Tatum's perspective, and they're ignoring the fact that there's a history. The only history you really get is from Ethan's character. Yeah, and then it's like when he's like, "Yeah, no, he need this dog needs to do this because it's all it knows how to do." So make a game out of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, "That's really cute." Uh, I want to. And then I was thinking about my friggin' stepson, stepdaughter dog that uh, it doesn't like anyone or anything. But it made me real sad. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. If you, again, I if you think about a dog, you know it's great. Okay. If yeah. uh, you think it, about it as a movie, it's not. Yes, but for anyone who's might be nervous, I will say even Channing Tatum. I, I think he might have been on a late night show. There's just like I, I I know this is very against 
you know, the rules or that usually happen. And he's just like, but I need to make it clear. The dog lives. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I know people, I know there are some people out here that will look at this trailer and say, I'm not going to see that the dog's going to die at the end. He's like, I just want, I need people to know the dog's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, see, that's uh, what I was waiting for to hear from you guys. Honestly, that was the only thing that I needed to I, know. I, I could feel, it I could really feel started to, I didn't know that. And I really started to think that was going to happen. And I was getting almost inconsolable. And again, not one of these dog movie people couldn't care less about most of them. But this one fucking got me. Got me good. Yeah. All right. Stupid dog. I have tears in my eyes right now thinking about a dog. Let's All right. On. Let's move on then. As before, Russ, until we have our first time that someone actually cries on this podcast that we know about. Uh, um, and talk about Fresh. Because I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't want to say oh. about it. I don't want to say anything then. Yeah. It's on Hulu. I would okay. recommend going blind. All right, hold on. I'm turning it on right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's better to know nothing. Even yeah. the trailer I saw for it maybe a couple weeks ago, it doesn't really give a lot away, but I I feel like it's it's a more enjoyable experience if you know not a goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, let's see here. Right so don't read don't read anything about it. Just not even don't blurb? read the synopsis. Look don't don't this. blurb no blurb no blurb no, yeah just, you know, just a, put it on i've seen vague blurbs i've seen some non-vague blurbs which is a little annoying i've seen some there's like a, some of the posters are like perfectly vague and then i saw one poster that was annoyingly specific yeah just I, put it on i think you'll like it i i know i did i i think it's really not reading the blurb, adding to my stuff <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a fun time. Um, I think Sebastian Stan is very good. Yeah, and uh, I watched Daisy people. Edgar Jones as well, and uh, the friend character I really liked. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, I, I think uh, I will I think, say no more. Okay. It, yeah, it's not it's not fantastic or anything, but I think it's a fun blind experience. Yes. Yeah, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, but I think. Yeah. If you know nothing, it's gonna you'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean the 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 kind of like the cover photo or whatever it looks actually would it looks weird the uh, the way that te- the text of Fresh is written is intriguing to me, um, knowing that it's a thriller. Um, so it's on my yeah. watch now, and then uh, yeah, we'll watch that a little bit later after Skip and Shannon Undisputed. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Well, let's move on. Okay, we've only we got a couple things left. We only got a couple things left right now. Uh, I haven't talked about a movie that I've seen in a while, so I want to talk about Kimmy. Hell yeah. Okay. Soderbergh's latest I've heard pretty back decent from things. retirement again. Um, yeah, he just keeps churning out HBO movies, so he's like, if you give me money, I'll keep watching movies. Like he's he's really diving into the streaming experience, like. He I finally had, watched even with Bubble. Like Bubble was like straight to VOD. Like what is like two, two decades ago? Before that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the last there's this this year. Last year he did No Sudden Move, what ruled. Um, year before that he did Let Them All Talk, which was fantastic. And maybe the year before that he did High Flying Bird for Netflix, which is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. That was all back to back to back to back. So like he's just churning the stuff out. Uh, I loved Kimmy. Takes. I, Kimmy was great. Um, I, I thought it did 
especially in the like post pandemic sort of still pandemic era of, of just seeing that world and someone who's like afraid to leave their apartment and, and everything. Um, but they really got to go. Uh, the, the entire beginning where or a lot of the movie uh, is taking place just in that one apartment. Uh, you have a great use of just like this single set claustrophobic as all hell. Um, finally leaving and, and I mean, you know, you know what happens and, and this and what's getting solved by the end of this, right? You, you know who the perpetrator is. It's not, I, I don't think that that is the surprise. I think that it is how it doles out all of its information <laughs> in a very intriguing and fun structure that is very riveting. Yeah, uh, uh, completely. I, as you said, I like how it uses COVID. I, it's because it's very much a post-COVID movie, right? And not being like it's a post-COVID movie. It takes place after COVID, after COVID, and idealized. We don't really talk about COVID world. We it's, don't talk about it. It's, it's it uses COVID as like <laughs> something that exacerbated the main character's yes. uh, agoraphobia, exactly, as well as how her relationships are actually kind of normal now. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 and as you said, like, I think where it ends up is very fun. It's a really good 89 minutes, which is yeah. the biggest. So sure. You just, I think, I think you she's just my interest. She's great. As always. And, you know, continues to make me mad that, uh, her high fidelity was canceled. That is a crime against humanity. Yeah. I think I I, so many places to go. I, I think a lot of that of what I've heard, granted what I heard, it's annoying that it won't try to do it again. But like a lot of that was just COVID schedule stuff. Like because everyone on that show, for the most part, like she's blowing up, Jake Lacey's blowing up. The uh, the, the her friend the, is in uh, black characters that movie. Yeah. yeah. So they just like they could not hold on to them. Maybe right. maybe they find to come back to it, but they're all working. <laughs> It's just, I think yeah. they're all, I think everyone's just like, that show was good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, highly, highly suggest Kimmy. Yeah. If you haven't, yeah, Russ, if, okay. you, if you haven't seen it, I, I would definitely, it, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, uh, Knowing it's 89 minutes, that is going to rise up my, going to watch it at home where I can significantly faster because I can do that and like still have a life. And, and the, again, like um, Buzz from Home Alone. Getting some work, you know, yep. his second movie and the, the, you know, had, was in the reboot Home Alone and then Kimmy this year. So like, you know, you got to give him props for that. You got to give him props for that. Breaking out. Um, it's super fun. It's, it, it's really great. Yeah. All right. We got a couple. All right. Do we want to do one of the big ones or do we want to do Marry Me? Uh, let's do Marry Me as a quick cool down in between the two bigs. Okay. Tell me about Marry Me, because I did not see it. <laughs> um, it's I, I got high and forgot I saw it. <laughs> like, like Dog, like Dog, I'm just happy this is a movie that got made and got put in theaters. Like, I, I, I want perfectly fine three-star romantic comedies in theaters again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's at the point, like, I miss, I miss this. And it was, it was, like, good to watch. I would say, like, of what I heard in some of the reviews that I agree with, was like, I don't think Jennifer Lopez ever really wanted herself to be a butt of jokes. Like, there's some, like, 
references to her and stuff, but like it's never played for comedy, so I think it's missing a bit of the comedy throughout. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> what what I, think... I don't get, I th- I think she's cast well, and I thought that like casting her with that Bastion guy was good, Maluma, but I I Owen Wilson. Like, yeah, how did that happen? He can't. He could not have been uh, first in their minds when no. this movie was no. being made. And I really want to know who was because he does not. I mean, he makes sense in a movie like this uh, yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah, totally. And I'm not being ageist or anything. Like, it's just he, this isn't this isn't nowadays. I just don't know why he's it, why he is in this movie. Yeah. Who they wanted and who they couldn't get. Yeah, I don't think they had as much chemistry as you would hope from two no. leads this type of film. Um, I I almost think with her being a Jennifer Lopez type, I also think it would have been fine and would have been a little bit more interesting if it was just a like a, a slightly younger person too. Like yeah. as long you don't you, you know it can't be someone as like hot as the other Maluma, but like, I don't think it needs to be an age appropriate person to have the, the, the sort of plot. Yeah. Work. But I, I don't, and I, I, and I was trying to wrap my head around who could have been, but I never, I, I have a really hard time landing who it should have been. Cause I don't yeah. think it should have been him, but I don't know who the alternative is. I just really? can't place in my head anyone who would have been, better but i know someone would have been it's just that everyone who is famous is too hot to play this character yes the the trailers didn't make it look great you know Uh, and and i guess like the other thing is that it does kind of play and feel like it's going to be some sort of uh you know like a like more comedy than than i guess than i would expect the from what you all are saying right now which is kind of disappointing. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. And again, it's got Game of Thrones guy in it. Hmm. The King of February. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, name. Long to him. That's that. That's what you want. You know how Will Smith has July first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big month for movies. Yeah. Uh, this guy, John Bradley, King of February. What, yep. what? All right. All right. All right. Uncharted? Uncharted. Okay. Well, he, I think it's it's a completely anonymous film. It's. I don't think there's anything super wrong with it. I don't think there's anything nope. super right with it. Yeah. It's, it's just... there? Yeah. <laughs> It never made me roll my eyes, which is surprising. No, I expected yeah. that. Um, it, 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 I think it is so safe. Yes. Yeah. It, it, and I, and I think part of that is because this movie was in pure development hell for so long. For like that, by the time, like right? Good. So I think that by the well, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be Nathan Drake ten years ago, and right. now he's too old. But he's too young to be Sully, but you know that's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. you stick with it. That's why it's um, a prequel. Yeah. So right. for me, for me, him him being Sully turned this like weird thing for me. It was like <laughs> I was watching the movie. I kept waiting for okay, 
what is the action sequence or the physical part of this movie that they needed someone the age of Mark Wahlberg for? Because that was the only thing I was like, here, it's, it would only make sense to cast someone that young, that young and fit if you need them to do something. I just but think his that he, um, Tom Holland just looks too young. Like if it was like an old, like I don't know, I think it just would have been too weird if it was if the age difference perceived was like seventy years. But I yeah, yeah. but I think you could have you could have done that movie with a sixty year old actor. Like I think you could cleverly direct and cut around the Papa John's fight with this yeah, with old guy because like yeah. That's, physical se- sequence for him right he doesn't get in a fight besides that uh he when the boat is in the air he's oh he's flying the plane yeah no yeah, he doesn't do yeah, yeah, he has like quick sword fights like you don't you can do that in cgi you can you can do that from from a real wide angle like there was no point in which they needed mark Wahlberg's physicality no. So, as I said, it kept me, it, it kept making me expect something from it, and that was that's the one thing that I was like actively disappointed by because I, I, other times it was I was like completely neutral feeling to the movie. Right. Yeah, and and it's weird. Like no, none of the, of the of the of the two female leads and the two male leads. There's like three completely different age groupings. Yeah. Character. Like I feel like. Tom Holland is too young to be the Nathan Drake that they want him to be. Yep. Uh, that they're telling us he is. I feel yep. like the, both women are older than would ever be interested in him, even though both aren't interested in him. But they just feel like they needed an older Nathan Drake. And I don't know how Sully, Mark Wahlberg, and the bad lady, how they are even... How are they? How do they live in the same world? How do they <laughs> live in the same spaces? How have they had bad dealings before? She's about twelve years old. Nathan Harrison. Yeah, like and and there and because no one's making mention of it, it feels weirder. Yeah, like I, no one says, "Oh, she's been in the game since she was eight years old." Like <laughs> it's just weird. I, I I I one thing I know is people fucking like Tom Holland. Yeah. Because this movie, I think, is a hit, a moderate hit on his on his, star on, power. On his back. This yeah, isn't exactly. Mark Wahlberg. No, definitely this not. Isn't Mark this is him. But like the, their chemistry is very fun to watch. I, I do like watching the two of them together. I think that they've got yeah, a good, good play off of each other. Totally good. Um, I think they're good. That... It's just not Uncharted. No. I mean, it is Uncharted in the but... sense that everything is a cutscene. Right. Um, yes, it is. But yeah. it's not Uncharted in the sense that. While this is like this takes place in the uncharted universe, that's not Nathan Drake. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's, one, another, one, it's some other guy. It's Nathan's little brother. Yeah. And Nathan their Drake. chemistry, I think, would work better if it was more of a because it's Mark Wahlberg. You do more of a. You're the type of person who is going to like usurp me. Right. Uh, yeah. Relationship. When it's like old, when it's like trying to be older mentor. Older mentor rapscallion plus younger kid, it it doesn't make that much sense. Well, I I think here's my two cents on it is that I I think they went this way because the better casting 
would have been Tom Holland and J.K. Simmons, but J.K. Simmons and Tom Holland are already J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe, and you just can't do that. Um, because J.K. Simmons is the obvious Sully, right? Like, that that, that dude could could nail that. Um, yeah, he would be good. Uh, I, I expected this movie to get way more jokey than it ever did. It kind of, it kept it relatively, it, it was fun, but, but it never went into like, a, a, it never became a video game movie. It, it never went for any sort of a cheap, you know, schlocky type humor, um, mm. to its credit. Um, I, I, I would have, I think I would have liked a little bit of it just to like, be like, wait, what just happened? Um, yeah, I, I like the two female leads a great deal. I don't. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I think we could have saved some time on the Antonio Banderas character. Oh, I think we wow. need. I totally forgot that that was there. Yeah, totally. Not needed. Nope. I, I used a scene between Antonio Banderas and his dad to go to the bathroom because I was like, this feels pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need. I don't think you needed that whole plot of it. I don't. Granted, there's a you know a. a a double a double cross later on, but I don't think it really means anything at that point in the movie. Yeah. Um. But you know, if if you know if they want to try to make another one, I, I I'm granted I am a little worried that they'll try to over like make it overblown. Like I think uh, Uncharted Two, the movie, gosh. would be as bad would potentially be as bad as the Uncharted movie that they wanted to make ten years ago. Yeah. Said, I think because they try to play this so safe, it came out pretty okay. But yeah. I think you know, if they try not to be safe anymore, I think that will be the eye roll movie. And then, yeah, I think, they, yeah, I can see that. You gotta love um, Nolan North, the voice of Nathan Drake on the beach when they're like washed up on shore. Just like nobody knew what the hell that was. I was so I, excited. Was People were like, "Am I?" Who is this guy? Yeah, why does he have so much like, screen time right now? It's so weird. Like, oh, yeah, I know that voice. Uh, yeah, I knew it. For for a video game movie, like pretty good. For it, we're it, we're getting to the point where like they can make these movies where like I'm where they can just be kind of average. Like yeah. Mortal Kombat last year was kind of average. Yeah. And I don't think you need to be good, like capital G good or great. You just don't want to be bad. And I think they're getting to the point where they know how to make these movies to at least be okay. Yeah. Not like the cinematic classic that will be Sonic 2, which I can't wait. I can't wait. It looks awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that trailer is really good. I saw there was a second trailer out and I there was a quick glimpse you know, you know the sequence in which, uh, from the trailer in which, you know, the classic Sonic Two opening of Tails flying the plane oh, with Sonic. Yeah, on. totally. They showed them what they showed in this new trailer, a quick little clip of what they're flying towards, and I'm so happy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, I, I, I saw a quick that. commercial. I don't want to say it, it, about it for anyone who doesn't want to know or doesn't care to even look at a trailer at some point. AKA yeah. Andrew, if you're listening. That that one's for you, bud. Hey Don. <laughs> I wonder what they're are they like. Flying towards you like, just, don't, don't, just let Mario just one relax one. and let okay. the mystery be. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Um, all right. Let's do it. Let's talk about the big one. Let's do the Batman. It's out. It's three fucking hours long. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but, but my because I will Batman say, shows up as does the. Rest well, of no, I will say my biggest the biggest thing I like about it. Mm-hmm. 
is is kind of a spoiler. So I don't want to say we, we'll talk about this later. So I'm going to avoid that. Okay. So I'm very vague about what I really like about this movie. It's it's, it's very awkward. It jumped up it, for me in my estimation. It jumped up by the end of it. In this movie, I was dreading the three hours that I had to spend in this movie. Um, I was it, just scared about having to pee. Yeah, it never felt long. It, no, it, which was crazy. Like, and, and I was like, "Where? When are they going to get to like the filler stuff? Like that? Where, where we're going to be talking on a podcast?" I was looking for the scenes where I was going to say they could have cut this twenty minutes out. They could have cut this ten minutes out. I can't think of anything. Well, I would say the one thing that didn't really work for me as much as the Alfred stuff. Sure. Okay. Well, I don't know yeah. if it didn't work so much as it it wasn't anything. Right. Like, I just don't think he had a, a real idea of what he wanted to do with Alfred. So the thinking is I'll kind of put, put this relationship. I'll figure this out next time. Like, yeah, I really think it was that. I, I feel like we were watching somebody know I don't have this. This movie is too big already. I will figure out this relationship with this. Yeah, I think I would. For, I it's so nice how well Matt Reeves directs Batman walking into a room of people. Right. Yes, I think it's so weird. Yeah, he does such a good job of allowing it to be weird and allowing it to be. Kind of silly, but play, tries to play up also that it's also pretty unnerving, and it works. It, whenever you know, when everyone talks about making Batman feel real or making Batman feel this, he figures out this tone for it. That like he shoots Batman in a lot of those scenes, like maybe once or twice from a wide shot, so you see like the full suit. But at other points, he does it close up, so it's not ridiculous that this person's wearing a bat costume. Yeah. Yeah. The wide shots are for people's reaction to Batman. Right. And it really sells that weirdness and it makes it feel chilling because you, you kind of, yes. in those shots, you kind of have like, you almost feel like you, you get the feeling that something very weird is, like, very, something very odd is happening in this room right now. And I think it helps when then you're in a close up shot of, uh, you know, Batman's face. Yeah. I, I think, like, uh, all the one, uh, l- Batman actually being a detective this time around. Yeah. Love it. Yep. They really into it. It's an angle we haven't really seen yet. Um, and I love that Gotham City feels like Gotham City. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like Chicago. It feels like Gotham City yeah. uh, in a really cool way. But I loved that it really, I think it did a really good job. And a lot of the, the, the newer Bat books of the last, I don't know, decade or so touch on that idea of Batman potentially being just a, a, a step away from being one of the people he goes after. Right. And I think that when you see him sort of juxtaposed against like uh, Riddler, and I think there's some really good scenes that kind of show, yeah, they, these guys aren't that different. Yeah. I mean, they are in a, in, a, in a fundamental way, but all it takes is a tweak in one direction or the other to make these people the same. Right. It's that obsession. Like, that's what, like, they yes. both have it. Uh, and Paul Dano nails Great. the Riddler. <laughs> I, think, I, I think he's so good as the Riddler fully masked up. And and then when he doesn't have the mask, it he his performance doubles down on how good of a performance this is. 
Yes. Because yeah. of when he said, when he kind of makes that, that remark of like the mask being something right. that is yeah, so he so his performance without it makes his performance with it even better. Even though at some points I think you can watch him with the mask and be, I think he's being a little over the top. Oh no, he's being but completely I, over the top yeah. with the mask on. I, I totally agree. Like uh, th- that was the only while watching it, it was um, the, the the head motions are just so exuberant that yeah. I was just like, all right, all right, come on, get on with it. And then once he has the mask off, it was just it yeah. was chilling. Yeah, I, and one other thing that I mean, I could fucking heat praise on this movie all day, but I think one of the other things I really love about this movie and how it characterizes Batman is it basically gives you a Jaws level score for Batman himself. So yeah. you hear that do 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 like how fucking foreboding is that? And it's, it plays in a lot of the movie. One, one gripe I hate that how much something in the way it plays. But they anyway, this, his, it's the only Nirvana song they could get the rights to. And <laughs> it's too much. It's yeah. like one, one heel drop. And closes it. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. But the way the actual Michael Giacchino score comes in when you see Batman coming out of the darkness or maybe not coming out of the darkness, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. He's like fucking, he is, he's like, Jaws. He's yeah. just yeah. Like, don't know where he's coming from or when he's coming, but when that music hits, it's time to get scared. Yeah, it was about halfway through the movie in which I started thinking about that you said that that very subtle Batman theme that he makes for it. And that when I started trying to pay attention to it, I was shocked about how little there is to it. Yeah, it's just boom. I, boom yeah, boom, I wish for, for the and then the that it worked so well that I thought there was more. Yeah, but it is as you said. It's just that, and it but it's It's that, and then a key change, and that is, and it does so much heavy lifting. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Uh, Uh, and then again, more more praise, Colin Farrell. Love you, love you, dude. Love you. You're so great. I loved people not knowing it was Colin Farrell, and then I loved telling other people it was Colin Farrell, and then being blown away. And if that if that dude's getting a show, sign me up. Yep, I will watch the shit out of a penguin show. I saw that there was a, I was reading the IMDb trivia afterwards, and it was like Colin Farrell put on the the makeup and went into a Starbucks, and no one noticed him. I was like, wait, Colin Farrell was in this movie? Um, so it worked on me too. I was I might have been in that Starbucks. Um, I was really channeling um, Robert De Niro's Al Capone. Yeah. From the Untouchables, yep. which I think is very fun. Um, I, I I'm very excited to see more of him. Uh, and it's one of those. It's always nice when that performance does work like that. And Jared Leto, you know, when we the the joke of, you know, we used to just hire actors that look like this. Yeah. But it, it but it's it's nice when it works. But you know, it's it like, like every everyone in Hollywood is too pretty, and sometimes it that torpedoes stories. Yeah. And. I, okay, last really, I mean, oh, no, Zoe Kravitz, she's great. Okay, but the last, last thing of, that I will say, because I could go on for forever, and I'm excited to spend three hours watching this movie again yep. at some point this weekend or next. Um, I thought Jeffrey Wright was so good. He was really good. He was really How? He's so good. And you understand why he has an alliance with Batman. 
Yeah, but he also plays it so well that he seems slightly he seems to know that this is might be crazy. Right. Yes. Okay. He's like, I'm doing something that's a little bit no, that's definitely crazy and could be scary, and this might not even be a this is make this is maybe or definitely a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so two Zoe Kravitz and two Game of Thrones guy movies on, on the list yeah. this time around. Um, I also thought John Turturro was great as Falcone. Um, oh my God! I forgot yeah. about him. So used. I like when he, he was. He was scary cool. He yep. was like, you yeah. know, he's a cool guy, but he's a bad person. He's a bad person. Like it was. It was such a good performance um, of that mobster. Like I, I was watching. I was like, oh, of course they got John Turturro. He was in like Boardwalk Empire. Oh wait, no, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I can't think of anything that he's done like this, but he just nails it so well. Um, yeah. Yep. Stylistically great. Um, it's, it was, uh, again, another movie that I went into with pretty low expectations um, and then was just kind of blown away by. It's, yeah, it's amazing how much it gets out of three hours and how, and how quick it feels when it's really a cast of like 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. There's not... Like trying to like think of people, think of everyone in this movie. There's not a ton. Like, no. granted, you would probably get above ten if you named the twins. <laughs> oh yeah, I love those dudes. Yeah, which great bit. Um, and like the a way to add levity in a movie that just doesn't really seem like it is fit for levity. Yeah. Yeah. But as like with all of it, like any levity comes from the fact that it's very weird that this man is doing this. Yeah. Yes. That this man is here right now. <sighs> and I I don't I don't know if this is spoiler territory. I feel bad. Uh skip ahead fifteen seconds if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. Um but my favorite one of my favorite lines in the movie is when he's like, No guns. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, that's your thing, man. Yep. <laughs> It's just so fun because it is a stupid, weird. It is not a stupid, weird thing, but it's a very weird thing for him to be so fixated on. Yeah, that he would tell somebody else that. Yeah, but I think that's the cool thing about this Batman is we're seeing one that a bat, not a Batman begins, who's like literally learning how to put every piece of the puzzle together, but somebody yeah. who is more who is more single minded and crazy than they are like smart and have gadgets and all this stuff. Like I think Batman begins leans very, very heavily and dark Knight into all of the things that he has and all of the, all of the tools and all of the money at his disposal. And this one leans into the fact that this is just a, a, a rich guy who is crazy and probably could do this better. But because he hasn't really got his head right, he's kind of plunging straight into stuff before even thinking sometimes because he's so smart. It, yeah. It's it's just interesting to see him not be so polished. Yeah. I do. And that for him to not realize, oh, I have to figure out how to be Bruce Wayne too so that I can still be Batman. He's like a kid who's like, fuck that. I just want to be Batman. I do find it interesting that as we've talked through this movie and, and we've mentioned, I think almost every time, both the character that they're playing and 
the actor's name, but we have never mentioned Robert Pattinson, just called him the Batman the entire time. Because he's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he nails he, it. He nails it. I, yeah. And I think, you know, the lack of Bruce Wayne is very important to what this story is kind of about. Um, I do really like the good time reference at the beginning of this movie. Um, oh, I missed that. What? Uh, at the very beginning of the movie, when the guy robs the convenience store, with the drop, the convenience oh. convenience store is called Good Times. Okay, and wearing the red puffy jacket uh, with the the gray hoodie outfit that Robert Pattinson wears in Good Times. I didn't even pick that up. Yep. Yeah. Just Good Times, um, not Good Times. Yeah, I mean, if Robert time. Pattinson was in Good Times, that would be interesting too. But. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I think I think he nails it, and, and you know, and as I said, well, I'll talk off air about my big spoiler, which kind of goes into all that stuff too. Um, yeah, I, I, it's one of those movies that I, after when I, like actually putting a rating for it on Letterbox, I like paused and like took a minute and kept my rating a, probably a little bit lower than I think it should be, but because like a three hour movie, I need to watch it again to think if it's really as good as it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. the same feeling I, I, after I, Justice League. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I really enjoy Justice League, but it's like we. I'm like DC. Is your thing three hour to four hour epics? Is that your new lane? Um, but yeah, I, I was as I walked out. I'm like, is this the best Batman movie I've ever seen? And it maybe, in fact, probably is. Yeah. But like, it was. I was so high on it when I walked out, and I was like, "This is a hundred percent recency bias." Yeah, you have to see this movie again yeah. uh, before you really lock it in. Because I was like, "This is on my top ten without question." Ah, all this stuff, and all of that is probably true. But I really want to sit with it one more time before I start really asking it, Steve. So why yeah. do you all think it was? a March release and not held until, I don't even know, like uh, later on. Well, like, it was supposed to be October. Okay. And, Which would have made a whole lot of uh, sense. Yeah, because it basically, basically Halloween. Starts with Halloween, And then, yep. you know, see move their movies like they've been wanting to do 45,000 times. And I think at this point they were like, you know what, it's, there are no, there are no movies anymore. So any month can be a temple month if you believe in yourself. And that's 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 the story of Batman. As long as you believe in yourself. So I think they just said, "Fuck it, March, let's yeah. go." Uh, we we were so backed up, and this movie and Batman. It doesn't matter when Batman comes out. Batman's gonna make Batman's fun. gonna be Batman. Yeah, Yeah. So this was one of the this was the safest bet they had. So drop it anywhere; it'll be fine. It's not making any less money because it came out in March than it would have came out this summer. It's three hours, it's dark, they're leaving probably 30 or $40 million on the table because of the violence of this. You just can't get it and you just can't play it as much. Right. But it's, I, I don't think it ma- I don't think it made a difference at all. I don't think it was strategic. I just think it was like, let's just get it out. Yeah, and I think it kind of works out. I think people are coming back. Uh, every single movie theater in the city this past weekend was playing this pretty much only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is all gone. they could play. Yeah, but yeah, I think it will have. I think especially, I think this is a good time to bring it out now because you could it can stay 
like pretty hot in theaters the next couple weeks while you know covid gets less and less in people's mind but also it could be on streaming by the summer on uh hbo it's going to be on streaming in 45 days oh Oh, does it really it comes in 45 days yep nice you're gonna love you gotta love it that's what I'm going to watch it again then, and give my give it some time to simmer on the brain, and then watch. But it it's going to have. I'm going to. I think I might do a drive through for it. That Skyline drive through and and Brooklyn. I kind of want to see it a different way. Uh, but anyway, I I think it's going to crush for the next thirty days. Yep. And then it it's going to have a whole other life uh, in forty five days when it when it's like the new cool movie that you can just watch at home. All right. All right. That all right, that is it. We we were gonna try and end this by eight. It is now eight twenty, so let's just wrap this up. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on all of the social medias as Russ and Incredible. You can find yes. Peter uh on Letterboxd as Pete Peter Petey, uh I think. Um or is it Dory Egon? I can never remember. Um uh, Peter Petey. Peter Petey Reagan. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. And that's it. So uh, the Oscar nominations are out. They came out not too long ago. Uh, SAG Awards all have come and gone at this point as well. Um, Oscars are in what, one month? I think. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what anything is anymore because they moved everything with COVID. Yep, I don't remember when anything is anymore, but our next cast will be an Oscar cast. Will it be a pre-Oscar cast where we say, this is what should win? Or will it be a post-Oscar cast where we say, how could this have won? Um, you March 27. Is it real? Okay, so... so we'll, yeah. That's coming up. Yeah. We'll do a post. Post-cast. Post-cast it is. Um, we'll look forward to that. That's going to be exciting. I'm very excited for the Oscars. Any any predictions before we go on Oscar winners? No. Nope. I just I just haven't really uh, paid that much attention. I was like, I'm not in Oscar mode yet. I, I I'm I'm in seeing movies because they're out, but I'm gonna really start to make my scorecard probably in the next week or so. Nice. My my big take is that I actually think Belfast is gonna go home empty-handed because it's not a good movie. That's I that, think that is I all. That everything I have heard is that it is not a good movie. Yeah, I think. Coda has completely surged yes, into has. being the feel-good movie that everyone wanted Belfast to be. Yeah. All right. All right. That. And that's it. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, and we'll see you all next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. <laughs>